Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. I was out walking the dog and, and I was thinking about what topics we should be covering and talking about. And my head straight away goes to there's when it comes to health and fitness, there's two components. There's nutrition and exercise. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's where you sort of think first, if you're thinking um, in terms of health and living a healthier life, right? So I was thinking, but what about the subtle things? What about the small things? What about the little habits that we do that are not quite as obvious? Um because it's it's the small things that you do on a consistent basis that actually make the bigger difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought let's maybe not talk about diet itself, although there may be some habits there, or talking about exercise, our regimes, and what we're doing. Actually, talk about the the habits that just lead a healthier, happier life. So they, I mean, I've got a few habits that aren't actually to do with exercise or nutrition at all, um, but just make me a healthier, happier individual. So these are this is kind of what I wanted to cover today. If you're cool with that, yeah, I am, man. I think we um we have a tendency to deep dive, yeah, which I think hopefully the people listening enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Us getting deep on with a, a guest or a subject, I enjoy that. I like kind of yep. really exploring something, but at the same time, as you say, sometimes it's the small, subtle, daily activities you yeah. do that kind of manage your mood, yeah, your kind of um, your energy, your willingness to kind of crack on with the day and, mm. and if you can build a bit of a whether it be a ritual or just kind of some systems in place that kind of have you consciously think about how you're running your day versus just mindlessly letting your day run yeah you yeah yeah i'm a big fan of that so yeah i'd love to hear what you got man and I've, I've got a few things off the top of my head we can talk through as well but yeah what what are, what are the biggies that you're kind of working on right now Adaptation. There's no real order to what I'm gonna come out with. Um, some of them I've I've sort of mastered, and some of them I'm currently working on. But one of the big ones I'm working on at the moment is trying to build in the habit of of deep work. Now that can kind of come across a bit subjective, but it can also be a habit in itself. Where every time I go into that focused state, it needs to be a habit that I get into that focused state, where I don't check my phone, I don't have random conversations mm. i don't have stuff off and stuff on in the background so i'm really trying to build the habit of deep meaningful work and deep focus and and just have a single task to do at hand and get that done and not get sidetracked it's actually a really hard thing to do but uh i mean it could be if i'm programming i literally just shut myself away have no distractions that's one way but another example be okay when i go out on a dog dog walk, I'm like thinking, okay, I have a a problem at work or something with say programming, or I I just have an issue that I need to resolve. I will go out without my phone or any distractions, walk the dog and be like, right, I need to, I need to focus Mm -hmm. and think of a solution. And every time my thoughts start drifting away, I need to pull them thoughts back and and try and stay on the path and, and come up with a solution for that problem. And that that's becoming a habit that I'm starting to instill and it's starting to become easier and easier to do because it is like a muscle and I'm getting better at doing that and it to the point where hopefully it should become a bit more of a habit when I sit down I can just focus on one task yeah does that make sense no, as a habit right? you know it actually sounds a bit like um a little bit like meditating in reverse yeah yeah right because when when you talk about meditating or mindfulness the idea is That's to it. stay focused on not focusing right stay in that place of kind of emptiness or focusing on just on your breath and every time your mind wanders you kind of bring it back Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so easy for your mind to be distracted by just all these shiny things or just problems or things like that Uh, and to stay deliberately focused in meditating or mindfulness is incredibly hard i know what you're saying because i also find it incredibly hard to stay focused on a task i think i'm probably better than the average person at doing that Mm -hmm. I guess my problem, my challenge for you is how long a burst can you do? Because there's certain tasks yeah. I do that might be a four-hour job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea of staying focused on one task for four hours without break, without you know mm-hmm. going 
going for a wee or going grab some water or just having a quick walk. I struggle with that. And yeah. they say from a health perspective, like you've probably got 20, 25 minutes of deep work and then you yeah. have to kind of step away and reset. Well, what do you think about it. that? Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's really the problem with what I was trying to, to change in my habits is that I it, it needed to be good quality work. And it doesn't matter how long that work is, that it's good quality. Mm-hmm. That I'm actually solely focused on that one thing and not doing 10 other things and because because the reason i wanted to bring this up is because from a health perspective there's a level of anxiety and just fuzziness that comes with doing a lot of things and not just getting something done ticked off the list or doing part of something a big bigger project might take you say four hours if i can do 25 minutes of good quality work Mm. that's going to reduce that down to four hours rather than being eight hours or something that just takes me so long because i'm not actually focused on the job and then that level of anxiety creeps in and and so on and i'm like well actually if i if i build in this habit of just getting that one thing done i'll have more time with lisa i'll i'll have less anxiety i'll i'll have more fulfillment i'll I'll more um job satisfaction it's an easy thing to say and i think Anyone listening to do. Anyone listening will go, of course, it's going to make more sense if you're going to focus on doing this report or write this piece or whatever it is. Like you, mm-hmm. you focus in on that, close the world away, get it done, walk, you know, walk away, job done. I think in reality, hardly anyone does that. Mm. You know, they might have 10 tabs open up on Safari or the Internet Explorer. They've got their phone by them that's pinging. Uh, people might be coming, you know, constantly knocking on the door, asking for things. You know, you might be working from home and there's noise and stuff happening around at home. The TV might be on in the background. You might have yeah. music on thinking that's productive, but in actual fact, you're just getting distracted by that. Yeah. I think people struggle with that. I think it's more important if you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important full stop in terms of managing your mood, but when time is money and yeah. it's your business, um, if you do a 50% job or a 90% job in terms of quality, mm-hmm. it impacts you directly in yeah. terms of how much money you're going to make, right? So it's important you you sort this out and you work it out. Yeah. And I feel exactly the same problem. Sometimes I'm like, I can't keep my attention for more than five minutes without yeah. jumping around somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good 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 habit to try and instill. How are you how are you trying to work on it? Um, so I, I I'm trying to almost build a ritual around it where I I sit at the same spot. I flip my phone down. I get a green tea. I have a green tea there just to start me off and get me in that mode. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are kind of, I guess, little habits in themselves that I do before I, I, which helps me to focus and have that as a habit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's almost kind of trying to build that ritual, but this is something I'm currently working on. I'm, I'm, I'm much better at it and it has definitely improved, but there's still times where I, will get distracted and go oh, i just need to check my phone or you've just got a lot on your mind or got for some reason mind. you can't just you can't pin down your brain yeah, yeah exactly right? yeah. yeah and it's just things flying around <laughs> your head and you're just like but it's a practice and i'm practicing it and i'm definitely definitely getting better at it and because nice. i'm doing that that's uh reassuring me that i can get better at it um whereas have a, i've had a lot of issues with kind of i uh, just being someone that has this shiny object syndrome you know, I look at something shiny, new, novelty, or uh, I don't know. It just might be thinking about other things that need doing, mm. and it's just my I just my head just goes around all over the place. Whereas now I'm I'm better at kind of just getting on with that one task. But also another thing is listening to people. Um, I would find it I'd find that I'm listening to someone. I'm looking at them. I'm nodding, but my thoughts start drifting away. Yeah, and then they kind of stop and i'm like holy shit i don't know what you just said and i've got to respond <laughs> um i have had a bad habit of doing that in the past so that is a, again another um reason why i want to build this habit of of actually listening to people and being present and focused on the conversation at hand and that in itself is quite difficult but it's something that you can practice and get better at which i am over time i like it i think they're two really good ones yeah. let, me, let me tell you why i think they're great mm-hmm. for, for, for me at least Firstly, um, it's easy to do things like that when it's something you enjoy and you've got lots of time and you haven't mm. got a lot on your plate. But in actual fact, that's the time in which you should practice because when the thing is difficult or the thing you need to do you don't like doing, you've yep. done it before, you know you don't like it, <laughs> but it has to be done. It's part of the job. It's part of the 
the company's you know set of things they need to do and you might have stresses works you know work stuff family stuff social stuff there's things that are on your mind for whatever reason you've woken up in a bad way being able to call upon that skill when the going gets tough i think is is my failure like when when shit goes well or shit's or, or when things are okay i can focus and get work done i can be productive i can be satisfied at the end of the day i've got kind of what i wanted done done mm-hmm. maybe not everything but i got enough done to say yeah, well done but when it's just a funky day all right yeah <laughs> where it's a job job i don't want to do stuff's going on in my life that's just kind of distracting or i've allowed myself to be distracted because i started off the day and i started thinking about other things that might be helpful but they mm-hmm. weren't the job i needed to do today and now my head's yeah. running 100 mile an hour in a different direction been able to quiet that mind buckle into something i don't want to do but i know i need to do uh, and and get it done quickly enough so it doesn't plague me for that day or maybe i don't put it off for a couple of days and it's just kind of leaning on me just kind of weighing me down because i know it's there and i've been putting it off and putting it off you know these these feelings are part of like mental health issues right those things weigh you down and can really really start to form some anxiety and stress so if you can get on top of that yeah when it's easy I'd like to think you just got a little bit more resourcefulness when it's tough. We, we but always, it's always going to be tough, right? It's just whether you've got some skills developed, some muscles built. Exactly. Um, and, and actually one of the ways and another habit that I'm trying to build into that that kind of feeds in with it is um, solitude. Just trying to trying to spend more time without other distractions like the phone. So when you're queuing mm. at the pharmacy or post office or you're taking the dog out for a walk, what do you do? You have this this phone in your pocket that's super intelligent and has a dopamine release as soon as you open it. Yeah. So what do you do? You get it out. And we we just don't have this space or this time where we have that solitude and just alone in our thoughts. And I think that that carries, again, a, le- a level of anxiety um, and a busyness to your brain. Mm. And I think... Difficult it, habit to break as well, though, right? It, very difficult. And it's it's amazing how much I feel I need my phone nowadays mm-hmm. because I feel like if something goes wrong, someone needs to contact me or whatever. That, that's, that, you know, that's fair enough. But that that time, that, that time when people need to contact you is actually very little and actually you don't really need your phone on you at all, especially if people know where you are and you've just gone out for a walk with a dog. You don't really need your phone on you. Um, I, I think, I I mean, think, I you, can, I think you can, yeah, you can experience the same thing if yeah. you just decide not to touch it. You don't have to have you know it, I mean? but it's almost like this feeling of, I have to have it. Like, I'm I the same though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think everyone suffers with yeah. this. And then it's like, oh, I must just check my phone. And that checking your phone is a habit. Like I pull it out of my pocket and look at it. And I think, what? why am I looking at my phone? I've got no reason to look at it. Um, oh, let, let me let me key off that. I'm, I think I've said to you before, I've used the, I'm using the, the screen time feature on the yeah, yeah. Apple uh, iPhone, right, mm-hmm. where it can limit my use of certain apps and kind of set curfews of when I'm, I can and can't touch the phone. Uh, and I've turned off mostly most of all of my notifications, so hardly any of my apps actually ping up with a red badge. So there's there's less um, notification that I should look at my phone. So yeah. really, the only time I look at my phone is when I decide to look at my phone. And that thing, you think, okay, that's a good good habit right you know you've set that up so you're going to get less distracted mm-hmm. you know it's not pinging at you you have to go in to find it versus it, it tell you there's something you, there yeah. uh, and then the curfews that i can't see it can't see certain apps until eight o'clock in the morning and everything turns off at 10 it's like great and i turn my phone off on airplane i turn it on airplane mode at night when i go to bed mm-hmm. not that it it bothers me it's just i like turning it off and knowing it's just not like got yeah the waves you know all that yeah, stuff yeah. Like the tinfoil <laughs> has to <laughs> um killing your brain cells but <laughs> the problem is i have those controls in place but they aren't working yeah and i mean they're, they're working they're not right maybe it'd be worse if i didn't have some of these controls in place but i'm gaming the system i know i am because it's like the, you know constraints I'll, right i'll take the kids you know i'll take the kids to school don't do it often but i'll take them to school People are hanging around, waiting for the kids to get out. And I don't really know many of the parents there because I don't do the, the school run often. I could just stand there, look blankly into space, <laughs> or I could pull my phone out and pretend I'm busy or yeah, just yeah. genuinely look through social media or something. And it's those moments of 
instead of accepting that I've got, I've, I've got nothing to do, why don't I just embrace having nothing to do? I feel, and I think most people feel, the need to fill every single void yeah. with a thing. Mm-hmm. My kids are the same. The moment their screen time comes on at seven o'clock at night, bang, it comes on and right, I'm bored. But hang on a minute, you were just playing your game. You're playing Roblox <laughs> until 6.55. It's turned off and now you're bored. Like you're yeah, asking yeah. me what I can do for you to yeah. entertain you. Like, <laughs> just sit down for five minutes and just stop your brain going on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like that too. Yeah. And yeah, the social media thing for me is, so, is difficult because I don't use, one of my good habits is I don't check news apps. I mm-hmm. just haven't done it for ages. I used to do it every single day religiously. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you could, I couldn't tell you what's going on with, with Theresa May and who we're going to be next. I know roughly that, you know, we're looking for a new prime minister. There's going to be, I don't know anything about it. I can't speak to it can't speak to Brexit. I can't speak to any of those things because I'm not paying attention yeah. deliberately. I think, whilst I'm a little bit naive, I like the naivety because it's not it's not pulling at me. Yeah. But the social media thing, you know, it's, it's so entwined into my kind of line of work that I feel the obligation. And that's probably just an in. excuse, but I feel the obligation to check in more than I know I should. And then it's just this instinct of like, I'm sitting down, I'm working, I might be 20 minutes into a job, it's starting to get a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. I just quickly check my phone. Yeah. Why, I don't know. Because in the moment, if I stop myself and said, like, yeah, freeze frame, you know, time out, yeah. you're about to pick up your phone, Steve. Yeah. Why? I, I wouldn't be able to answer it because even if the best thing that could present itself was there, like, I don't know, more likes or a really interesting article I should read or someone's commented on something that I know I probably should respond to, like, they're the best things and they're, they're not even good. Like, yeah. There's no goodness that can come from me checking at that moment. Yeah. But for some reason, autopilot, I'm getting bored. I'm checking my phone. Just a nice dopamine hit. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's, it's your brain searching for it. I'm, I'm not making that decision consciously, but my yeah. body is kind of playing well, through that sequence. And that's it. I need to control that better. Well, that, that, well that's it. And I, and I, I mean, we got to obviously be practical as well. We don't want to just say like, like whenever you have time, to do nothing do nothing it's like okay well like you just said there is it a conscious decision like so i make a conscious decision go i'm going to go on my phone and look at x y and z and i'm going to go on say instagram and i'm going to watch this person i'm going to watch their so i'm a big fan of like the instagram stories now so i will watch certain people so i'll actually go on to watch them because i look forward to their seeing their stories but i'll make a decision to do that at certain times but i'll also make decisions to not check it at certain times as well so if i go for a dog walk sometimes i'll go and listen to a podcast or i'll, I'll go on my phone and i'm like i'm going to kind of allow myself to do that and i'm making yeah that i decision. listen to podcasts when i walk yeah. the dog but i don't i don't look but, at my phone but sometimes i go but every now and then a bit of solitude's good for you yeah. i'm just gonna put my phone in my pocket put it on silent or leave sometimes i leave it at home and i just go for a dog walk and it's just every now and then i try and make that decision and it, i think that it's it's not a consistent habit, but it's mm. a habit. You're trying to work on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my take on it, and that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. So, yeah. it's something we all battle with, right? I, I think this is a, you know, this is a good chat because I, I don't ever want anyone listening to this this podcast and think that you know, we've we've solved all our life's problems. Everything is run, running perfectly well, and we're just here dictating, you know, what people should do. Mm-hmm. The reality is, even if we know theoretically everything that is right whether it be around training nutrition mm-hmm. you know, mindset whatever it is 100 execution ain't going to happen it yeah. just isn't isn't going to happen we'll we're, we're all human we'll go against you know the plan you know we'll self-sabotage even mm-hmm. if it's small sabotages we do it and we do it unconsciously all the fucking time yeah and the reality that you're kind of bringing out and exposing the human part of you and me too i think is important it doesn't mean that we can ex- we should accept our behaviors. Yeah, yeah. Those behaviors need to be worked on. Exactly. We we're not making excuses for it. We're just recognizing it and going. Yeah. You know, we need to develop and progress at certain habits. So yeah, I hear yeah. you, man. Um, uh, how about you? you? Have you got any any good habits that you're current? What are you currently working on? Um, any that any that you find that are a bit of a struggle that you're trying to work on but not quite mastering. Yeah, so I I think the the social media and phone thing is probably the biggest. Okay. Just because I feel it's the most detrimental. Mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of other things I'm working on. Some of them are just like upside things. Mm-hmm. But the phone and social media thing, like if it's, I'm either Googling something because I want to see it 
Mm. I'm getting distracted and watching YouTubes, which I want to watch, and they're really good and they're informative. They're, you know, for the most part, I'm consuming almost almost all educational, informative stuff. So it's not a complete waste, mm-hmm. but it's time that I'm not scheduling. Yeah, it's time where I thought I was going to do something else, and I've been distracted for 20 minutes. That thing has got to stop. I've got to find a way to say, you know, I allow myself the time to both be educated and potentially be entertained. But that I need to control the times in which I do that. I yeah. need to be satisfied that if, even if I spend 20 minutes in it, I turn or close down that thing and I don't feel any regret. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get to. But it's it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, at night, I've, I think I've got a reasonably good routine. You know, mm-hmm. we, we dim the lights pretty early on around about eight o'clock as soon as the kids go to bed. Um, I put my blue blockers on because yeah. like we watch telly and like, I might be looking at my phone or reading. Uh, and I've got a bit of a kind of kind of routine around like the foods I eat just before you know on when I stop eating all that kind of stuff so I don't wake up 10 times for a wee and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing so I feel I've got some processes around kind of preparing ourselves to sleep pretty pretty good yeah but they could be better like for example I know I should be having more like hot baths at night like really kind of get myself into a parasympathetic state get myself going to bed tired tired and relaxed mm-hmm. I don't always do that I know I like reading. I've really enjoyed. I really enjoy reading. So I look at my phone a lot because I read from my phone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like yesterday, it was at half eight. We didn't put the telly on. I didn't. I didn't look at my phone. I lied. I ended up falling asleep on the on the couch. But instead of being um, guilty mm-hmm. or regretful that I could have used that time more wisely, you know, when I came to, it was only 20, 30 minutes, came to and just kind of relaxed there for like 45 minutes doing nothing. Michelle was just kind of chilling out as well. It felt nice. Yeah. Albeit it could easily have been kind of framed as a complete waste of time. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm trying to get comfortable with that. On. I'd imagine if you had TV on, you would have felt like I've just kind of, I've been watching something mindlessly and then yeah. falling asleep, whereas opposed actually I've kind of relaxed, I've made myself relax. And to I, know, point I know if I fall asleep, I know I need to. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm looking after my body. Yeah. I'm I'm healthy. I'm training hard. But the flip side of training hard is I need enough downtime. And mm-hmm. I don't always give myself that, even though I try to, but I get distracted. I, yeah. I might think I'm going to go to bed at 10, but end up reading until 12 or watching TV or, or doing a little bit of work. And then before I know it, I'm going to bed yeah. at 12, still wired. So... When those moments happen, I appreciate them, but it don't happen enough. No, I think so. One of the uh, small habits that I've I've actually mastered now is a quite a recent one that me and Lisa just light candles. So as soon as we go upstairs, whatever whatever time it it may be, we go upstairs and we light the candles, and that's it. We don't turn any well. We turn our lamps on in the bedroom because we need a little bit more light when we're getting ready for bed. But they're the ones that you touch and they're quite dim, yeah. so we put it on the lowest setting. Nice. Light the candles. Makes a big difference taking the light away at night, right? <clears throat> yeah, and and yeah. we there's a candle that we have in the bathroom. It's a big candle. You light that as soon as your eyes adjust, you can see the whole. You can see everything. It's it's more than enough light than you need, and um, it's relaxing. Bring I like that. You right move before you go to sleep. Bit of a ritual. Um, I mean, Lisa's. We're expecting in August, so we're starting to listen to relaxing music as well, um, because she's going to want some sort of playlist when she's given birth. So we're kind of trying to associate certain playlists with relaxation. So we're listening to that before bed as well, which nice. may be an ongoing habit or I don't know, but we have Alexa. We just play a nice chilled cool. album, light uh, the candles. And this is every night. This is when we get back. I mean, if I get back really late from the from work, I'll just go straight to bed. But on a normal night when we have an evening, we'll light the candles. And that's what we started doing. I've got, I've got something around the sleep thing that I'm doing as well. It's a little bit similar. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think for your, um, your one of your wedding your wedding presents, we bought you like a digital sunrise. Yeah, Lumi. I got I got one of those as well. Similar similar kind of vibe. It's mm-hmm. slightly different, but same kind of setup, right? But it, it ranges from a sun. It, it ranges from like bright light to like a, a red huey sunset. Okay. And um, it plays like little kind of chirpy sounds as well. Anyway, so we've we've got that. I've decided I'm going to pull the trigger, just get one of those, which is cool. It's really cool. The wait, the waking up sequence when you know the room just generally brightens. But we do it in reverse at night, where it just starts brightish and it goes redder and redder and darker and darker, and then it just turns off. And then sometimes, not all the time, I play some binaural beats. We've got like a surround sound system in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. Never used, never used it for like eight years. 
finally stuck on some binaural beats and they're those kind of plingy plongy mm. sounds it's again, again it's relaxy but yeah, it's yeah. it's um 3d sounds it's kind of move it's sound that kind of moves yeah. through space and it kind of kind of like when you're having a uh you you're having a spa or something yeah exactly yeah. that kind of yeah. thing and me and michelle both like it it's kind of like earthy type sounds we just stick that on you know we might be reading we might be just chilling out in bed and it just kind of slows us down and that it gets your brain into is it gamma waves? Is it gamma or theta? You know, like the kind of yeah. almost meditative mm-hmm. brainwave state, which is kind of nice. And yeah. then the last thing about sleeping that I've done recently, and this has been a big one, is, I don't know, how do you sleep? Do you sleep on your side or your back? Side. I've always slept on my side. And I've recently, over the last year, I've been having massive issues with my shoulders, mm-hmm. like um, it's like the the ro- rotator cuff is kind of like lengthened mm-hmm. and stretched and there's just a bit too much yeah, movement in my shoulder mm-hmm. they just move around too much and that's been causing me issues on my bench it's been causing me all sorts of kind of shoulder issues and kind of back issues and i kind of started to realize what was going on is the fact that i've got relatively broad shoulders and my pillow's not big enough and i'm mm-hmm. like basically collapsing into yeah. the pillow and my my shoulders kind of like hunched up yeah. and yeah. there and it's just all that pressure on my shoulder. So I wake up in the morning, I'm just hurting. And and that's been going on for ages. So I decided to do something about it. I listened to someone, it sounded kind of cool. So I got myself a, it's like a pillow that's more for my neck than it is for my head. Mm-hmm. So my head is hardly at all elevated. In actual fact, most of the support of the pillows behind my neck, like in your, um, uh, what's it called? Not the thoracic, what's that bit there? Cervical? Yeah, cervical. And um it took a bit of getting used to because sleeping on your back, you think is amazing. And I'd get there, but I'd always snore and Michelle would kick me mm-hmm. and move me. So I'd never get to stay in the in a kind of back position for more than like a minute or so. But I thought, fuck it, like we're gonna have to find a way to make this work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, got this pillow that basically allows me to continue to have my, my head all the way back instead of like scrunched a little mm-hmm. bit forward and collapsing my throat. And getting used to lying on your back is not easy because we have this kind of need to be be like an ostrich and dig our head yeah. in the same when we sleep like dig our head into the pillow yeah, yeah. and when your head's completely exposed it, it it's you struggle to fall asleep mm. i do at least anyway but i've persevered it's been about a month six weeks or so i've been doing it every day with this pillow and <laughs> i'm not snoring anymore every once in a while i do and she'll kick me but for the most part i'm sleeping on my back yeah. almost all night yeah i'm not moving half as much my restfulness has improved um my deep sleep has gone from because I'm measuring it with the, the aura ring has gone from like 30 40 minutes some nights, which is really low, mm-hmm. to every day two hours plus. Wow, okay, so I'm getting more restorative, deep kind of t- muscle kind of release and kind yeah, of yeah. de stress and rebuilding. Um, yeah, it's feeling great, it's making a big difference. Then I do still sleep on my side, I still move around, get on the sides every once in a while, but my defaults now become my back. I'm not snoring, and I'm not snoring because probably i'm eating right and mm-hmm. my head's back enough and i'm getting yeah. used to the position of being on my back yeah that's awesome man that's cool you should give it a go it really well, is cool. <laughs> lisa's just bought obviously being pregnant you have these big pregnancy pillows oh yeah um <laughs> the ones that you kind of hug yeah i think it's called a worm and um yeah so she kind of rest her bump and be on her side yeah, yeah. and show you keep one. her pelvis in line and stuff so she's like i'll order two because Bryn, <laughs> she was like Bryn loves to lie on his side and hug a pillow so i have one between my knees i kind of have one is that what you've done all the time always done it i've only recently started doing that that actually feels kind of good it feels amazing and so (laughs) she was like i'm gonna order two and hers usually ends up on the floor in the morning that's the problem i'm like hugging mine you've got all these pillows all over the fucking gaff right (laughs) if it wasn't so socially inconvenient for the bedroom right it's it's a great idea it's like there's four of us in the bed now (laughs) it's so good but i tell you the the positioning that that i'm laying in it just it almost props me up right my side. Yes, um, that's what you need, right? Yeah, like my pelvis in line, my arm over the top of the pillows, kind of keeping me instead of colla- yeah, instead it, of collapsing your chest forward. Yeah, it's now staying a bit more upright, even backwards, and yeah. it's opening up your chest. I'm doing exactly the same yeah. thing. I'm cuddling a pillow, just a random <laughs> pillow, just because I'm finding the same thing. My shoulders they yeah. collapse down into each other with a small enough. If my pillow's too small for my head, yeah, and I'm not propping up my chest. I just wake up in this collapsed state and my body's not happy after a night of sleeping on my side. But I've been doing it all my life and been thinking that's just what it is. You wake up in the morning, you're hurting. Mm. And now now I'm not doing that. It's a it's a game changer, man. It's just all that muscle that's crushing. That's what it is. That's you. exactly what it is. <laughs> what else you got? 
Um, uh, uh, quite a uh, one that you said about earlier that you didn't turn TV on yesterday. Not turn TV on. Simple, easy one that we just don't turn TV on as much anymore. Um, it's something that that was a habit. I would go in if I go into the lounge and we had time Default. in the lounge. I would turn TV on, even if he didn't watch it. It was in the background, but it would stop me from reading or having a conversation, um, just chilling out. So now I don't. Put but TV do you on. have do you have FOMO? Because we've got we don't watch telly anymore, bit. but we have like a bunch of stuff that's pre recorded we could watch. <laughs> and I don't have FOMO because we we've got into the habit of not turning telly on for ages. Like we hardly ever do it anymore. But every once in a while, we get into a season, into a series, we stick it on, and we kind of get into it, like Line of Duty or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and because we know everything's building up, there's almost this anxiety yeah. of like, I've got so much to watch. When am <laughs> yeah, I ever yeah, going to yeah. watch it? <laughs> so it's not even so FOMO. Good. It's just like, when am I going to catch up yeah, with yeah. all this stuff? <laughs> Everyone's talking about this shit. I'm oh, not watching I, it. I get guilty that we've got stuff we haven't <laughs> finished, and I'm like, how are we guilty about watching, not watching all the Game of Thrones and yeah. House of Cards and all of this? But you, you've you've kind of managed to control that. Yeah, we. I just I just think my time's better spent kind of so we've got a big balcony in the front of our, our house and i if i'm watching tv i almost feel fomo of missing out that the weather's nice and i'm yeah, not sitting yeah, out there right. reading so i'm just like just i'm not gonna turn tv on now and my default is not to turn tv on i'll go in the room and i'll pick up my book and i'll sit out on the balcony and it's just it for me i it just calms my mind Usually it's in the evening again, so it'll chill me out before I go to bed. So it's just a nice thing nice to do. Nice habit, I like so that. So it's just a good, simple habit. Um, yep. So a lot of the, I mean, a lot of these habits spoken about are kind of helping with sleep. Um, another habit that I've always done, I never drink caffeine past midday. Mm. I have the odd occasional one, which but that's I'm aware a general of. rule that you mostly stick to. Yeah, if yeah. I'm out socially, I yeah I have I have it after midday, but that's very rare that I go out for coffee. That's a good so one. That's I, a good one. Yeah, I have one coffee a day, um, and I have it in the morning. And that's it, and that's just a habit. Same I've man. Had. I, I I didn't do that. I never used to drink coffee mm -hmm. when my job got really really busy when I was back in my corporate gig. Um, I got into this habit of drinking two three cups a day into yeah. four five o'clock into the evening. Mm -hmm. And now quash that completely. One in the morning, like you, and that's it, really. Yep. Uh, if I have a second coffee, it'll be a decaf. So I, I'm, I know I'm not giving myself yeah. the caffeine. I'm going one step further, and it's hard. I told you just before we turn on the mics. Not not because I have anything against caffeine. I just know I have caffeine almost every day. And I know that there's, there's value of cutting out every once in a while and kind of just recalibrating and making sure you don't get overly uh, yeah, resistant to the yeah, caffeine. Well, yeah. So you want to maintain your sensitivity. So every week or two, I'll try and take a day off. Well, today it's been two days. And I know it's, I sound like a complete addict. But for <laughs> most people to deliberately go two days off of caffeine at all, it's a big deal. Like, And you might think the night before I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then the morning comes and you're like, you've got a choice. Am I going to be slow mm -hmm. or am I going to be pepped up? Yeah. And you're always going to choose to be pepped up, right? Plus it's a habit as well. And plus it's a habit. So it's hard to break. I've deliberately kind of pulled away from the, the caffeine for the last two days. And it's given yeah. me a bit of a migraine. I'm like, because my blood vessels are no longer constricted. They're opening up and getting a bit too much blood to my brain. It, it's hurting a bit, if I'm honest. Mm. And I'm definitely getting a few slight withdrawals. I only have a couple of days, so it's not yeah. a major thing. But yeah, I've, I've, I'm pulling away from that. Why? Because I think I've got myself into the habit of some defaults, which aren't necessarily always good to do all the time. Like, mm -hmm. for example, the co coffee every day, because why not? Because I'm training most days. I could be stimulated. I'd rather have a little bit of a like that kind of pep to go in the gym. That was, that was my reasoning. I actually don't think I need it. I think I've mm -hmm. just told myself I need it. Yeah. And the second thing is chocolate every night. I don't... It's a default that it has to follow dinner. Has to. Mm -hmm. And it's, this has been the, the way for almost all my life. And yeah, last few days I've just gone, no. And it's hard because I'm like, well, hang on a minute, it's only a bit of chocolate. I only have a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you only have a little bit. This is the internal talk. I know you only <laughs> have a little bit, but do you even need that little bit? I'm just trying to demonstrate to myself that I, I'm not getting myself into this kind of cycle of mindless yeah. eating and doing. Habitual. And in actual fact, I'm doing it because I want to do it, not yeah. because I think I sh this is the time for chocolate right now. Yeah. Let's get the chocolate out of the, out of the cupboard. Mm -hmm. But so that's it. That, that's helping. it. It's like it's it's again. It's these habitual things that are sometimes you need to undo because you're doing just because of the habit of doing it, rather than actually I need it. There's a reason behind doing what I'm doing. It's just I'm just doing it because it's what I've normally done. And I tell you what, what's interesting is I'm, I'm going on this low 
I'm on this low carb kick right now, and mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stay with it because it, it just it's working for me personally. Yeah. But as a result of lowering my carbs, I'm, you know, I have dark chocolate. I have like 85% mm-hmm. dark chocolate, and I've always enjoyed it. Uh, as, as soon as I got accustomed to it. Now I've been pulling away from the carbs. I'm getting less in- insulin coursing through. I'm just generally having less carbs. I'm getting less of a sweet tooth, more than I less than I've had before. I'm having the same chocolate, and it's tasting like coffee. Mm. Like for most people, it would taste like coffee. Mm. But I'd got used to it to the point I could taste the sweetness yeah. still. I can't taste the sweetness anymore. It's kind of gone. It's like I'm having it. I'm like, oh, that's a bit rich. You see, I thought... and I don't know what's going on there, but I almost feel it's like because I'm pulling away from the carbs. To the point that I'm now exposing the flavor for, for what it is. And I'm actually like, that, is, that, that flavor's okay. Mm. But it's not as amazing as I've been holding it out to be. And yeah, I'm yeah. quite surprised. I'm like, whoa, what's mm. happening now? I love this stuff normally, but I don't like it anymore. What's happening? Whereas I thought you would have probably gone the other way and gone, I can really taste the sweetness in it now. No, I, I can I'm really taste almost... the flavor, but the flavor's very coffee-like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm tasting that more than anything else. I'm like, I'm just chewing down on coffee. And plus it has got caffeine in it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, whilst I only have a little bit of coffee, um, chocolate at night, it is caffeinated for, for one of a better word. And it does maybe stimulate me more than I need. So I'm just yeah. trying to pull away, not because I'm never going to have chocolate again. Mm-hmm. I just want to show myself that I don't always eat it because that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my, my next one, actually, this feeds in quite well because um, the reason I'm doing um, this, ha- this, ha- it's, I've kind of mastered it, but it's again, it's not one that I do on a regular basis, um, but it's it's something I would like it to be regular. I'm doing it because I want to get out the mindless habit of just eating all the time because mm-hmm. it's just a habit um, and also because of the health benefits of doing it, but that's fasting. Um, so I, I do make an effort just to go, right, I'm going to fast. But I'd quite like it to be a, a weekly habit where I do say about like the 24 hour to 48 hour fast. Um, so that that's kind of one that I would I'm not currently working on. I do do, but I will at some point probably start working on that habit to make sure it's it in my weekly more of a routine. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I see the benefit of it. Sometimes you just got to like chill. Because sometimes chill with food, right? Yeah, because yeah. you, you're eating like you know three meals a day plus snacks, whatever, or sometimes four meals a day. And again, it's it's habitual. I'm just eating because I feel I should. I get up and have breakfast, and actually, if I listen to my body, I'm not hungry. Um, so I could probably do without not eating breakfast. Um, mm. it, so the, the challenge I've got is when I've got when I've got physique goals, certain things to, yeah. When you've got physique goals and you've got like, you know, you've got calorie balance and you've got, and you know, you want to be in a surplus. Yeah. So it plays on you. You know, whether the the science is bang on and whether it has that much of an impact is another matter. But Mm -hmm. the idea of skipping a thousand calories, 2000 calories, 3000 calories in one day, Mm -hmm. you can't help for that kind of bro mentality to get into you and go, whoa, yeah. I'm gonna lose my gains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sure about that. So oh, that's... that's my if if it wasn't for my physique goals, I'd probably fast more. But I I do I do intermittent fasting until lunchtime, maybe once a week, maybe mm-hmm. once every other week. Yeah. And but my breakfasts are always liquid breakfasts. So I just have like a currently I'm having like a, a goat whey uh in goat milk. Um uh, what else do I have? And, and an espresso shot with some some fat. So it's either goat butter or it's butter or it's coconut mm-hmm. oil. It's only a bit of fish oil, which is unscented, mm-hmm. so it doesn't smell. And I just have that. And that that gives me that kind of fueling, that fat fueling I want, plus the stimulant yeah. if I have the coffee or I'll just go decaf. And that that's built into a ritual. And I don't feel like it's digestively demanding, mm-hmm. but it gives me the energy I need. But I could probably do without every once in a while. But then I'd have to make that 700 calories up at that, yeah, that well, point of the it. day for me. That that becomes more complicated to eat a two and a half thousand calorie meal becomes yeah. complicated. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? well that, that's it. Yeah, that that's kind of partly why I haven't done it. Uh, I haven't tried to build it in currently mm. because I'm trying to hit my um, calorie goals. So it's it kind of makes that a little bit harder, right? Mm. <laughs> um, here's here's one that I've been doing for for as long as probably we've known each other, and I I'm just this is never going to change, never ever going to stop. And I do it probably nine, eh, probably 19 out of 20 times. So I do it a lot, almost every day. And that is a cold shower combined mm-hmm. with Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. I love it. So what what is it? It's in the morning. It's either first thing in the morning or it's a point during my morning ritual prior to work. 
It may be just before I work out. It may be just before I go walk the dogs. It's something before I get started on the day. And I, I jump in a shower. I crank it up. It's really, really hot. Right? It's like 48 degrees centigrade. It's hot. It's like, you know, you have to get adjusted to that. Mm. Shower up and stuff, like get myself clean. And then I get into a kind of breathing state where I'm almost high, not hyperventilating, deep breathing in and out, equal breathing in and yeah. out. But I'm breathing relatively fast and getting the blood oxygenated. Mm-hmm. and I'm preparing myself for what I then do is I crank it down to 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cold. It's yeah. fucking cold. And then I brace myself, get in there. I hold my... I get, I get in there and then I basically get myself into a, a hold breath mm-hmm. where I uh, breathe. Uh, I breathe... What do I breathe? I breathe in and I hold it. Yeah. No, I breathe out. So I breathe out and I hold it with no breath Yeah. in the, in the cold. And I just do that for like a minute or so because that it, it gets your adrenaline going doesn't it and it's well it's um i'll explain it in a second but yes that's the wim hof part and then there's the contrasting cold shower mm-hmm. so i'm breathing doing the wim hofy thing um i'm in the cold i then stop breathing with all the oxygen depleted from my lungs mm-hmm. and i hold that position for as long as i can with the cold just smashing down on my body i then get out of the cold it's still running mm-hmm. I'll breathe in and out and then I'll hold a breath and then go back into the cold and hold it for another minute. And I've added something to that. Once, I, once I'm done, I stop it and then I get these, um, and this is awesome, I get these little nasal, um, it's like those Vicks nasal yeah, things. Yeah. It's not Vicks, it's something else. It's just like a, a, an oil scent type thing that you can it's just like sniff. clears your airways. Yeah, but it's a specific flavor, a lemon flavor I really like. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Whilst I'm doing my, my cold kind of breathing thing, I'm thinking about positivity. I'm thinking about the times when I've been most successful in my life, the days when I've crushed it, when I've just felt like I'm on fire socially and mm. at work and just everything's working. I'm thinking about moments when I've like just been swimming and everything's just peaceful. I get myself into like a hyped up, but but chilled state. Like hyped up as in like I'm confident, I'm strong, good, you know, I'm, I'm crushing in the gym type of mentality, but mm. at the same time I'm calm turn the cold water off, I go get that thing and I, I sniff that <laughs> and, and I just kind of cement, it's called anchoring, I anchor in that state of yeah. feeling awesome and that that little sequence there of, of hot, cold and cold again whilst doing that breathing technique of holding my breath and then taking a sniff of this, uh, it's called the boom, I think it's called boom boom or boomstick and I'm just fired up, I'm like, whoa. So what, what does the, the sniffing do? What, what? It's, 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 it's not. It's not doing anything in particular. It's lemon and something else. It's not. It's not the sniff that's doing anything. The association. I'm using of... the the aroma to elicit an anchor. Yeah. I'm trying to remind myself of feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So I've got this sequence of basic. It's called anchoring. It's the NLP, right? Neuro linguistic right. program. I'm mm-hmm. trying to anchor a state of feeling great, and I do that through the hot, cold, hot, cold because that always makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Whilst I'm in there, fuck it, my let's breathe and really oxygenate the blood and kind of. You know, it's got a load of immune benefits, all that yeah. kind of thing. You feel great after doing this kind of holding breath pattern. And then whilst I'm like buzzing, I go grab that stick and I'll, I'll take a sniff of it to anchor that feeling of like, this is what happens every morning. Yeah. So I can go from having a, a, a groggy start and finally by the time I'm deciding to go into that shower, I do this thing, which I never enjoy doing because it's fucking cold. Mm. I come out and I go from, it's like when you watch stars in their eyes, right? They go out and there's just some random bod, they come out and they're like this... Yeah, celebrity, changed. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming out of the smoke. <laughs> it feels like that. I go into the shower, <laughs> half dead. I come out like a man on fire, yeah, yeah. ready to fucking crush the day. <laughs> and imagine. it happens every single day. The feeling is consistent because I've anchored the yeah. feeling. And then the therapeutic and physiological benefits mm-hmm. of doing cold contrast showers combined with Wim Hof breathing, it's a game changer for me. I would never stop doing it. And, and the thing, so I do cold showers as well for like obviously immune benefits and stuff. I, I, I do I do the Wim Hof breathing as well, but I don't do that shower. every day. Not in the shower. Okay. I, I just I just turn it on to I turn it onto the um coldest setting it can go on. Um because I just feel better because I feel refreshed when I come out. It's when you have a hot feeling. shower, it can almost leave you fe- feeling relaxed and lethargic, whereas this makes you feel alive and well, it's just it's, 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 it's but, sending up your adrenaline yeah. and your, you know, your cortisol spiking, but in a good way, and it's a, keeping you alert and, yeah. and awake. And the, imagine it's like this. It's like the way I make it feel good is I think about nature. I think about if I was just out and about, in and you know sharing in a waterfall exactly just walking through the rainforest or oh, there's a waterfall and i'm gonna go and clean this it's gonna be cold but it's gonna be amazing i close my eyes i think of like 
Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, this beautiful waterfall, picturesque rainforest. Like, that's how my body should feel when I'm <laughs> being cleaned, yeah, right? Yeah. That kind of cleansing awakeness yeah. that comes from a cold body of water on you. I love it. And, but, and, it, but, it ain't, but it ain't enjoyable. I don't, I don't anticipate no. enjoying it. Walking into that culture, I'm like, today, really, Steve? And I'm like, just fucking do it. Well, that's the biggest reason <laughs> I do it because it's uh, me telling my body that it needs to do something and it will do it. So it's like you telling your you saying jump and you jump and it's it's getting that habit built in so mm. it's like what what i say yeah, part of it is a stoic kind of yeah habit building like this is how it's going to go down rain or shine yeah and you feel good about being disciplined right but i i, I think it's beyond discipline i think is there's physiological mm. mental and just kind of mood benefits that are worth doing it just for that. Yeah, yeah. But the discipline and the yeah. stoicism and feeling good about yourself afterwards yeah. is also. But, but that's it. I mean, for me, that's kind of what works with like if if I if I say I'm going to go into the gym, but I'm tired, my body's tired, I will still go because I've I've said I'm going to the gym today, and I'll I'll try. Or I say I'll train. I'm going to train today. I'll train today. Mm. I'm going to go in the cold shower. I'm going to go in the cold shower, and just it's just that repetition i think tony robbins talks about it when he jumps in his um like his, i think he's got plunge some sort pool. of punch pool yeah he says because i tell my body to jump and it will jump um and everything's resisting it doesn't want to go because it's cold but i say jump and it will just jump so it's it, for me that's kind of i think it's also reasons. reaffirming because i'm sure you feel the same way when you go and have a shower and you've got the warm or hot water on you and you're feeling good but you're feeling tired what was this? Feeling nice and cozy, feeling relaxed. Yeah. You know, the last thing I want to do is just fucking shock my <laughs> system right now. And you go, oh, it's going to be horrible. And like, today, really? No, we don't need to do it today. Like, have I got anything on today that's really important? No. Do I need to be in a good mood then? No. And you're like, and then I have to catch myself and say, why are you choosing between feeling great and not feeling great? Why is that ever an option? Like, fucking just do it. Yeah. And you do it. And then within a second or two seconds of like, whoa, you catches your breath and you're like, you feel like you want to get out within yeah. two seconds you're like oh this ain't so bad actually this is why i should be doing it yeah. within just a few seconds and it's like going to the gym right yeah. don't want to go to the gym don't want to go to the gym you get in there you start don't stretching you do your gym, first set yesterday. let's do yeah. it you're crushing it yeah and it's just it's that momentum of getting something started i exactly. think that kicked off for the first thing of the day i wouldn't do it in the evening yeah because that would amp me up but in the morning it's bang on love it in the morning it's it's super refreshing what else have i got um Here's the thing that I'm trying to do, and this is for my mind. Um, I'm trying to get into the habit of not being dogmatic about things. Mm -hmm. I, I can get really enthusiastic about things. And once I understand it and I believe it and I've got the personal anecdote, I can go all in. And people could call that dogmatic. Maybe it is. I'm sure it is to some degree. But for me, it's like once I understand something and I feel there's genuine yeah. benefits, I want to propagate that and get enthusiastic about it and tell others. But what I'm trying to do to prevent myself from kind of like being stuck in my own echo chamber is I'm trying to Google opposing views regularly. So when mm -hmm. I have something that I'm getting enthusiastic about, I go, where's the rebuttal? Where's the debunking? Where's the counter position? Yeah. Like, let me hear the opposite position. That's hard to do. And it's hard because you don't want to believe it. You want to go, yeah. I really believe this. This really works for me. I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah. But I'm trying to get myself into the habit of going, has anyone written a piece to say, you know, I think fructose is not good for you. Has someone written a piece going fructose is benign? It's absolute bullshit. These are all the reasons why. And part of me doesn't want to click on that link because I don't want to hear yeah. it because mm -hmm. like, I've already made up my mind. Yeah. I, I don't want to have too much fructose. But for me to be balanced and for me to add value, I need to understand the balance of discussion. At the same time, being critical in both the stuff I read to go, what's trying to force me to believe that? Where, yeah. where are they trying to force opinion over fact? Mm -hmm. You know, ideology over science and trying to get that critical lens to say i can see both sides of the argument and i can see where the truth is versus just accepting something is truth because i like the sound of it so i'm trying to do that i'm not perfect at it but i'm trying to encourage myself to stop myself short of going all in on stuff until i've seen the counter yeah yeah i think we're, we're all guilty of that as humans we like our biases and we stick to certain things and we don't want to hear the other side. But like you say, if you listen to both sides, then you can make an informed decision and go, no, no, both sides of the, the argument. This is what I think. I mean, how often, and I, it's not to pick on vegans, but how often would a vegan go about purposely trying to find reasons not to be a vegan? Mm. You don't want to hear it. So you don't look for it. 
Yeah. And you've got yourself in this bubble of friends and social community and then social media has been optimized for what you've previously seen. So all you're getting to see is more reinforcing yeah. messages to support what you've decided. But how often would you go step outside that bubble? Let me Google reasons why not to be a vegan or these are the the health uh, consequences of long-term veganism or what are my, you know, what are the things that I'm going to be lacking, but get it from sources which aren't vegan sources yeah, yeah. saying it's all going to be fine. Actually go to a source that's opposing vegans yeah. and read a few of their pieces or read some pieces from ex-vegans talking about why they were vegan and why they're not now. Like, are you, are you strong enough mm. to hear someone's story to say that what you're currently doing that you think is right doesn't work long term yeah. do you want to hear it and i'm trying to force myself to do that so i don't be become that weird freak zealot <laughs> on on the internet which i know i can, can come across that way a little bit because i'm getting so passionate mm. how can i challenge myself to say don't get stuck in your ways and think everything you're currently doing is perfect because it probably isn't yeah keeps you keeps you grounded exactly keeps you grounded and you can you can have a solid solid uh reason for what you're doing and what you believe in so and, yeah. so, and sometimes it changes my mind. Sometimes it reinforces. Sometimes I look at it and go, well, that rebuttal was bullshit. You just want to rebut it because mm. you don't want to believe it. Yeah. I still believe what I believe. You've just reinforced it. Or actually, do you know what? You've thrown into question some of the things I've just read. Maybe I've got to take that with a pinch of salt and do some more further reading, further research before I can yeah. fully commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a wise You got me. anything else? Um, something that me and Lisa have got back in the habit of doing is date night um good because it's good for our relationship and and that makes us both happier so um we used to do it we stopped doing it and now we're getting back into the habit of doing it i'm sure a baby coming is going to interrupt that somehow. a little bit <laughs> but what um what i have done is uh i've done a, i've got a jar and i've written out like ideas for date nights fold it up and put it in the jar and then lisa takes it out once a month and then we'll do that and oh, i've nice. done ones that can involve a baby so basically not going to the cinema <laughs> um so yeah it might be doing stuff at home but that that reinforces and helps us to keep yeah, that habit it's a good habit man it's, it's a good it's, habit just it's, you're gonna struggle you're yeah, gonna struggle well, once the baby comes but, but at the same time if you value it and as soon as you're able to start reintroducing it if you have a network of people around you that you trust to look after your baby once in a while yeah or as she get, he or she gets a little bit older i think i think it's a positive thing yeah and i think it's just making it's just making the effort so even if we have the baby and it ends up being shit night because the baby's crying and you know whatnot, they're prioritizing then, you. But we're we're making the decision to keep that habit and keep that going and, and agree, try mate. and have a decent conversation. So um, yeah, yeah, how we, about we, you, mate? We we we've done that every once in a while, but it kind of it's, it's something that easily slips. Yeah, I and 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 there's no good reason. So I, I'm not going to justify my actions. It's um it's something we should do more often. Um. And I'd say me and Michelle are both guilty of having periods of being, you know, really caring for one another and like putting our mutual needs as a, as a partnership together, mm -hmm. like first, or at least close to the top. And then other times where we allow it to almost not feature and we yeah. kind of get into not the, the, priority, to the yeah. habit of just running life and like looking after the kids and, you know, eating and, you know, just like social things, but not about us. It's more about like we've got to go here, we've got to go do that thing. So... We got to do more of that. That's definitely yeah. a work in progress for me. Anything else that you, you um, you've mastered or you're currently working on? I'm listening to my body. I'm trying to listen to my body a little bit more. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, I'm getting to the point. Uh, I'm actually interviewing Sal Sal Stefano uh, in, in a few days' time. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, which is cool. That's I'm looking looking forward to chatting to Sal. And one of the things Sal says, he's uh, Sal from Mind Pump. He he talks about this journey of going from, you know, just having to follow a rule as you kind of get into the habit of like changing your body or losing some weight or something like that. To get to the point of full intuitive eating at the end of that journey, or at least partway through that journey, you start to listen to your body versus listen to the rules that mm. people have imposed upon you around yeah. calories or macros or things to eat, things not to eat. And I've that intuitiveness has been growing increasingly over the last six, nine months to the point that I'm adapting my diet fairly significantly, not because I think it was wrong. It's like, I think I was doing things because I was geared towards trying to optimize. Therefore, I was like, what else can I add yeah. for wellness? What else can I mm -hmm. add? What else can I add on top of that to be better? 
and I'm now taking a step back. I've actually pared my diet back so significantly mm-hmm. to the point like you know, for some parts I'm just eating meat. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm trying to redefine my relationship with food to be one of what are the fewest things I need mm-hmm. to be optimal. And then anything on top of that is my choice because I want to have it. But it's not because I need it to be well and optimized and longevity and strength. It's like what are the fewest foods that serve all my my wellness and health and longevity needs? And actually, the list is very short. And then when I start doing that, I'm now listening to my body and going, okay, when I have that food, before I was ignoring that it gave me a tummy ache mm-hmm. because I wanted to eat it and I thought it was really good for me and I needed all the fiber, I needed all of this. Pairing it back, taking it away, putting it back in and going, oh yeah, I've got that same feeling. It doesn't feel good and I didn't need it. Yeah. But I assumed I did and therefore I just persevered through the gas and the blow and the discomfort because it was the right thing to do. So I'm now starting to really listen to my body and I'm not saying what I'm doing is perfect for me for everyone i'm saying it's right mm-hmm. for me i'm just pulling stuff out and going do i need that i'm yeah. doing it with supplements I've, I've paired down to almost no supplements now i'm having very little diversity actually i'm having a lot of good food that i really really love yeah, and i'm and i'm asking the question of do i want that food had i made that decision on that piece of food for because i thought i needed it or was i eating that piece of food because i thought because i really wanted it i'll give you an example leeks and broccoli. I went for a period of probably having both of those in abundance every single evening. And loads of spinach at lunchtime as well. Mm-hmm. And like, I was having it primarily because it was the right thing to do. It was the healthy option. Yeah. But now I think differently about all those three foods. I don't believe I need any of them in any, any amount, right? Mm-hmm. We can argue about whether that's right or not. But I, based on my research, my understanding, I don't believe I actually need those. I can now ask the question, do I like them? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, so I, dis- I don't dislike them, but hey, if you're, if you're going to just ask me to eat things that are, are flavorful and enjoyable, I'm not going to put leeks up on the list. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I found a way to enjoy them, mm-hmm. but they weren't enjoyable. Yeah. They're not they're my default go-to. Like if I can only pick three you foods in the world, to. I'm going to have leeks. Yeah. I, d- I didn't need them. So I'm getting to that point of going, if I don't really, really like it, like from a taste perspective, and I know that I don't need it from a health perspective, mm-hmm. then why the fuck am I eating it? Yeah. And that's actually really liberating. And I'm listening to my body as I eat food and I'm trying to I'm trying to pay attention to how my body feels, how I feel, my energy levels, whether you know I'm feeling groggy the next day. I'm trying to pay attention to how I t- show up after having a meal, whether it's mm-hmm. that evening or in the following morning. And if I'm not on it, Instead of just going, it is what it is, it's one of those days, I'm starting to ask the question, was it my food or my lifestyle that caused me to not be on it today? And I'm finding some answers to that. Some of them I'm able to pin on the food choices I've made. Sometimes not, but I'm getting to that point of trying to listen to my body like, should I be training today? Do I need more rest today? Mm-hmm. Like last night, fell asleep on the sofa because I felt I needed to do it. Yeah. Instead of pushing away against my my body's needs, I'm doing it. Like I'm walking caffeine. the dogs every morning. I'm walking the dog every morning because I want to get in the sunshine. I want to get vitamin D. I want to get out in just the, in nature. Mm-hmm. But I know my body needs it. Yeah, I'm trying to make those decisions based yeah, on what yeah. my body needs and stop listening to what everyone tells me I should be doing. And that's kind of cool. And, but it's hard. It's a hard it's, skill to develop. It's, it's hard now. There's a lot of information distraction around as well because there's so much noise and distraction going on that you don't have time to stop and think about what you're, because as we go back to the beginning of the conversation, we were talking about being distracted by your phone and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're never really in the moment where you're going, how do I actually feel? Um, am I full? Am I hungry? Do I have energy? Do I not have energy? I've got a stomach cramp or not. Like you don't really stop and think about these things um, unless it's really pressing and you're starting to, you know, it's knocking on the door and you have to answer it. Um, so I think it's it, it's a hard thing to kind of recognize, but if you can make a conscious decision to go right now, I'm going to start thinking about start how listening. I feel and act, really yeah. listen to your body. Really, it's hard. I but mean, but also not just listen, but be willing to try and understand what is yeah. causing the feeling. Yeah. Instead of assuming it's just random feelings that you can't control, I'm starting to get to the point of like much of how I turn up 
mentally, physically, emotionally, mm. is a result of the choices I'm making. And that's mm. not just what I think, but it's what I do and what I eat. So if I can start, take full ownership of my actions, mm -hmm. all those three things, what I do, what I eat, what I think, it's allow me to kind of fine tune me. So more, more often than not, mm -hmm. I'm in a better state of mind. More yeah. often than not, I'm feeling good. More often than not, I've got zero bloat. I'm you know, just feeling normal. And people, I think, are confusing. They've normalized feeling okay as normal. And people don't know what great feels like because they're not allowing their body to get there because mm. they're eating the wrong foods that are constantly holding them back. Don't know what you don't know, right? And I've gone through a bit of a journey of like really stripping things away and trying th new things and really focusing on density of food, uh, nutrition. And I'm finding new levels of energy, new levels of health and just generally feeling like I'm less bogged down. Yep. And that's kind of going, wow. My bar has been lifted. And now, now you feel what it feels like to feel better. Yeah, I don't want to feel less than better, mm -hmm. and it could it can come across a little bit um, obsessive, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with obsessing about feeling great, as long as I don't beat myself up when I don't feel great. Yeah. I go, okay, I just didn't, I didn't make the right decisions today, or something kind of it played out in a way which just was out of my control. What have you? Today's a five out of ten instead of a, a nine out of ten. But if I can control being at a nine out of ten emotionally, physically, psychologically, I want to do that. And I feel food is a big part of it. So I'm really, yeah, just trying to listen to eating the foods that my body wants, listening to cravings, listening to needs, mm -hmm. and not eating things mindlessly. Yeah, I think to do that, which you you pointed out, is that you've kind of stripped things back and almost simplified what you're doing. Pretty much getting rid of the noise, because for me, I think the biggest struggle I have with my diets that have such variation in my diet that it's, it's almost overwhelming when I go, okay. Maybe too much choice, right? Yeah, I have too yeah. much choice. And, and, and I'm, too much obligation. I've got to get all these foods in get to all be these healthy. Foods in, yeah, yeah, and then I have something that makes me feel bloated. It's a little bit like, like what could it be? What is it? Is it, mm. is it, is it, is it, is it dairy? Is it meat? Is it And there's so many choices fiber? you don't know, right? Yeah, there's so many things in your diet, you wouldn't know which one to point out. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like a reason to shut off that intuition and, and not kind of think about it um because it's like a little bit overwhelming so i almost feel like you need to strip or me or whoever is struggling with this kind of intuitive eating or way of living is kind of simplify things strip it back so you don't have so many things that you need to kind of so much noise around you that makes it so difficult for you to listen to your body and then deal with it when you do feel a certain way and you want to change yeah. it it's kind, of, it's kind of what i'm going through but not not because i'm trying to disconnect my relationship with food i still love food i mean you asked michelle i mean my, my relationship with food hasn't changed one bit mm -hmm. um but instead of being distracted by foods that aren't actually that tasty but i thought they were necessary to complete the plate mm -hmm. just not having those things on the plate anymore yeah like no, i'm again this isn't to advocate my my eating style but you know i'm my lunch is quite often 20% fat um, mincemeat uh, into burgers, homemade burgers, nothing else in there. Just like, you know, the fatty, tasty burgers yeah, as yeah. opposed to the lean burgers, which have got mm -hmm. no fat in them. So like 20% fat mincemeat burgers, 500 grams of, so it's quite a bit of it. Three eggs, bit of pate. It's about 1,600 calories. Good for me because I've got to hit 4,000 a day. Well, actually, I'm near on 4,500 on this diet because I've just got to eat more to try and put weight on. Hitting your protein. But I'm... But I'm loving it. It's not like as if, oh, my God, what a ball ache. Yeah. Go have eggs and burgers <laughs> and some yeah. pate. Now, what I'm not having is the bread and the rice and maybe the broccoli that would come alongside it. Maybe a little bit of leeks. A soggy bit of maybe, lettuce on the burger. Yeah, I, I could. I'm not saying I, I dislike those things. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going, if I don't need them, the question is, do I want them now? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten. Right. If if I've got the social pressure of making my plate look pretty, do you yeah. know what, babe? I don't need those. Let's just go for the burger and the eggs. I'm I'm fine are with you, that. Are you getting everything you need from the food you like, basically? Yeah, that's basically it. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting lots of uh, oily fish. I'm getting lots of red meat. I'm getting lots of uh, eggs and then dairy. And then beyond that, everything else I add thereafter is is a question of do I do I want it? Mm. But taste wise, texture wise. Is it something that will make me feel better? Yeah. So I have carbs in the evening, but only because I use carbs to make me slow down. Mm. Carbs have a very sedating effect yeah. on me. I eat a lot of carbs, I crash. 
So I use carbs not to stimulate me, which everyone thinks you need carbs for, for energy. Now, I use fat for energy and I'm using carbs to chill me out in the yeah, evening. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's just that going, it's it's breaking away from the the norm and and stopping myself short of doing the same thing every day for the sake of it and going, do I need to do that? I think that's the theme of, of my life right now. It's, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of the, the hole I'm in right now I'm trying to dig myself out of is yeah. reconfigure, not a minimalist life, but a life with the necessary things and taking away the unnecessary things. Yeah. Just simplifying a little bit. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. There's, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, man. Is there anything from you? No, I think that's it. We've covered covered all the habits we, we needed to today, I think. I, I think so, man. I think they're the biggies. I think they're the biggies. Oh, there there is one other thing that we I just want to kind of mention briefly. Have you ever heard of something called Egoscu? No. It's a, it's a way for people with upper cross syndrome and people who uh -huh. generally don't have good posture throughout the day yeah. to create a little um, activation of your kind of sh shoulder girdle and kind of flex your thoracic. And it's done within just a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. I'll show you after we turn off the mic. Yeah, but yeah. I'm doing a bit yep. of a Goscu training as well. It's like a two-minute interrupt. Like you know, when you stand up after working for half an hour and you can just shake yourself off, you do this two minutes, kind of just recalibrates your shoulders. So have a little nice, good let's give it a go. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, listen, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this bit of a rambling today. Hopefully, uh, we dropped our, dropped a couple of ideas that you might want to try. Uh, if you want to ask any more questions about what we're doing or why we're doing them, feel free to carry that conversation on probably the Facebook page, the Adaptation Facebook page. And until then, guys, you know Adaptation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Until next time, guys. I'll let you crack on and be your best. Take care. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.